Hey guys, what's up and welcome to Pondering Points Podcast. I am your host, Apostle MB. Man, I'm delighted to have you guys joining with me on the podcast on today. Happy 4th of July to you all. I know many of you guys probably got plans and you are planning on doing different things from either cooking out or grilling or going somewhere that someone is doing something or celebrating uh, family reunions or, or some of you may be hanging out at the beach. So I'm not going to hold you long today, but I just wanted to come and, and for one, uh, wish you all a happy uh, 4th of July and pray that you continue to be safe uh, out there. But I do have a point that I want to drop in your hearing on today. So whenever you catch it, if you're joining me live or if you catch me on the replay, again, thank you for being with us on today. I want to talk about something that is very dear and near to my heart. And uh, I want to talk from a topic of it's about our future. It is about our future. You know, as we are celebrating this fourth and our Independence Day, and I know that uh, in recent years, our uh, knowledge of Juneteenth and understanding of what took place and um, how um, that uh, the, the onset of and how even it was hidden from many of the slaves uh, that they were free of that knowledge of uh, when that happened and our celebration of that and uh, as well as is today our celebration of the 4th of July our independence as a nation of uh, that celebration and um and I, I believe and I, I was just thinking uh that we are I believe living on the verge there's so much that's going on in this world and a lot of this stuff is very concerning just in our city recently and just just within a 24-hour period less than a 24-hour period within a quarter of of a mile from both locations one uh, really both was a type of drive-by shootings and and uh, so many things that are, are on the uh on our tables and on our plates uh in our minds of concern that uh, that should be a bother to us. Drive-by shootings, gun violence, uh, as well as so many other things that go on in our world today. And I really believe that, uh, and this is not the blame, and I don't want you to uh, misunderstand what I'm, what I'm saying or where I'm going at, but I believe that we have gotten off focus with our future generation, our future those that will become uh, our doctors and lawyers and our teachers and our preachers and and uh, our politicians and those that will be bosses and supervisors in years to come. I really believe that we have gotten off from uh, some things and we are seeing the results of that. And I believe that we are experiencing or literally on the verge of a spiritual as well as a moral gap. What, what do I mean by that, Apostle? Um, I mean that I believe that the current generation is not impacting, is not teaching, is not even really focusing on the future generations like the past generation focused on the current generation. 
Now, I, I, I want you to stay stay with me for just a second of where I'm going at and what I mean by that. Um, in, in, in other words, uh, I, I think that a lot are, are not focusing, the current parents are not focusing on their children who will eventually, which is the future, who will eventually be parents one day who will eventually uh, do things in life, I don't think that they're impacting and focusing on their children as their parents focus on them. See, growing up, I'm 54. I'll be 55 in November. And uh, I remember uh, my, you know, we didn't have cell phones growing up when I was in, in home, at home as a teenager and uh, and young and stuff. And, and, and a lot of times I was in different places. I would leave and I would go down uh, a few miles down to my grandparents, go down next door to my my uh, uncle's house, and you know, visiting and going, especially on Sundays and stuff. And uh, but they they pretty much well knew where I was, and they impacted that. And one of the things that they impacted was, you know, you 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 go out and stuff, but when that sun start coming down, you need to be making your way back to the house. And, and if you guys are listening to me this today, uh, how many of you remember that that your parents looked at that? Now I know a lot fell out and a lot went on. Uh, and, and a lot of many of you guys have done uh, things and you say, well, yeah, I was taught that, but I, I think we're missing something. We're missing something because uh, we're seeing, even with gun violence, we're seeing guns uh, placed in the hands of uh, young people that really, uh, uh, they're, they're getting it in their hands too quickly. I believe that people, uh, I remember the day when people, when they had a problem with you, they would fight it out, uh, fist fights. Uh, every now and then you saw a knife, but just to just, you know, get upset and, and, and just without any moral consciousness or anything, just just shoot up, not even concerned with whose else is in. I'm, I'm, I'm after one, but I, I'm just shooting and just spraying bullets and whoever it hits just get hit. I, I really believe that we need to get back uh, with a focus back on our future. Yesterday, as I was preaching and I was teaching uh, Sunday morning in my message, I said something that was really, uh, I think it was really, really mind-boggling. Now, now, this is my personal belief that uh, even though we understand and we know and we, we uh, it, even though uh, our freedom as Afro-Americans was hid, um, in, in certain areas for a period of time, uh, I don't think we need to deny the fact of what took place for us as we celebrate even for July the 4th. Our freedom was paid as we, uh, as Americans, as what we enjoy, whether we are white American, Spanish American, uh, uh, Native American, uh, 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 white American, whatever, we, our freedom that we now enjoy, that was costly for someone. That was very costly for someone. We enjoy this freedom as Americans. And I'm going to just read you an insert of what I uh, talked about uh, on yesterday. We enjoy the freedom as Americans because over one million brave soldiers paid for our freedom with their blood. Over one million soldiers. Consider this, those that signed the declarations of independence. Five of those signers were captured by British uh, by the Brit by the British as traitors, tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes ramshacked and burned. 
Two lost their sons in, in the Revolutionary War. Another had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds or the hardships of the Revolutionary War. What kind of men were they? And this is where I, I really want to focus at because uh, the ordinary can be used to do extraordinary. And, and if you don't remember nothing else that I say on today, the ordinary, ordinary individuals can be used to do the extraordinary. 24 were lawyers and jurists, 11 were merchants, nine were farmers, two, uh, one large plantation owner, men of means, well, these men were well educated, but they signed the Declaration of Independence knowing full well that the penalty would be death if they were captured. They signed and they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And I, I think that's worth us really noting that these men understood the consequences of what they was doing and what they were signing, but they were focusing, and this is my point, on the future. They were focusing as a group to revolutionary change our world and they were focusing on the future, that our sons and daughters, that our future generation can live in a freedom and not a dictatorship, in a freedom and not a bondage and not be dictated to. And I, I really believe that we must, much of the things going on in this world, ladies and gentlemen, I believe is a direct result or it plays a direct part in our lack of focus on the next generation. We, we are not teaching them the things I feel that, that they need to be impactful. My daddy used to teach, and y'all hear me talk about a lot about my parents, about my grandparents and the things that uh, that they used to, you know, I would hear them sitting around listening to them and, and things that they would tell me. And I used to hear my daddy would say this old cliche that early bird gets the worm. And, uh, and he would, you know, he said, you need to get up, you know, because my dad was a farmer. So you need to get up. And there was times that growing up, um, my parents were farmers and and uh, sometimes during the heat of the debacle season, uh, we, we would have to get up before we hit the field uh, to, for them to crop the green tobacco. We would have to sometimes go and get up in the in the tobacco barn and get the, the, the barn filled with the dry tobacco and make room so that they could come back that afternoon and hang the green tobacco in that same barn. So we would have to get out. And my, my Saturdays were spent oftentimes growing up uh, where I you know want to be hanging out and playing. And I had those opportunities, but uh, I had work to do because I knew that this is their livelihood. And this is what they did. I've worked on the farm. We would we would bale hay to feed the cows because listen. But in the winter months and even in the summer months, when I wanted a hamburger or, or felt like hamburger helper or, or some type of beef or whatever, we, we didn't go to you know we didn't go to ribeyes. We we didn't go to Ruby Tuesdays and order a burger. We didn't go to uh, uh, order steak. We didn't we didn't go to McDonald's or Burger King or or, or Wendy's and, and and got a cheeseburger. Mama went to that freezer and opened that freezer up and pulled out a pack of hamburger of the meat from a cow or cows that my dad had raised where we had fed. He would keep portions of the corn that he would harvest 
harvest and he would keep it in the barn. He would feed the hogs so that in the wintertime, and they would kill hogs. We would physically kill the hogs and process that stuff. And so when we wanted some sausage, when we wanted some ham, when we wanted uh, some liver pudding and mom started making sows meat, all that stuff was right there available. It was as short as going to the freezer and taking it out and letting it thaw out and, and getting that. They invested that. Dad used to tell me all the time, he'd come home and the door was open and uh, what are you trying to do? Air condition the outside? And, and when I got grown and got on my own, I began to hear many of the things that he taught me. He used to tell me, even if you went out of town and was going uh, somewhere out of town and you knew you wasn't going to stop in somewhere to eat, he would say, always have some money. Never give anybody your last. You never know what you need. He said, even though you can go to the bank, but always keep something in your wallet. You never know you may be in a situation where you can't use, uh, go to the bank and get any money. They weren't dealing with credit cards back then. They were dealing with, you know, they had to, they would go to the bank and, and, and withdraw some cash money or whatever. But he said, always keep money uh, in your pocket. And I've learned from that. I've gleaned from that. And I've watched that. I've even watched uh, my mom. And a lot of the stuff, uh, and, and you might say, well, you know, they can observe. But listen here, for our next generation, they got to see you doing it, mommy and daddy. They got to see you doing it to learn. I learned how to work on vehicles. My daddy didn't teach me how to work on vehicles. I learned from watching him. I learned from him taking an initiative and watching him whenever a tractor broke down and, and I watched him work on that vehicle. I watched on him uh, working on cars and on his pickup truck because uh, of the fact that he's, you know, he said, you, you can't always go to the mechanic. You got to learn some stuff on your own. And when we learn this stuff, we're able to help our next generation. You know, the Bible tells us, and, and I'm, I'm getting ready to wrap it up. The Bible tells us that, um, that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. We ought to make provisions so that the next generation, it's about our future, so that the next generation will be impacted. Now, uh, y'all know how I roll. I'm gonna give, always going to give you some scriptures and I'm going to get out of here and uh, see if I can't find me a, a, a cheeseburger, a hot dog, or some apple pie or something on today. Joshua chapter number four, verse number six through seven. I'm not going to read it to you, but uh, God told Joshua, after they crossed over the Jordan River, God told Joshua, said uh, to leave some rocks, take some rocks out, some stones, he said, out of that river. And, uh, and, and and to pile them up. And, and basically what he was telling him was to use this as a memorial so that when the next generation, which was their sons and their daughters, when they asked and when they inquired about this, you can explain to them of what happened, how God, how God, they that they listened to God and they were able to cross over the last obstacle before they entered into the promised land. How they handled it. And see, the next generation need to see how you 
handle problems, that you don't run to Facebook and blast people, that you don't run and and and, and jump out all out uh, 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 hollering and carrying on and all that stuff, but with dignity and with wisdom, you handle stuff. And when they see it being done, their parents, how they handle it. I've watched my parents and even my grandparents, how they handle stuff growing up. And it taught me how to handle issues in my life, how to be quiet sometimes. You know, I read something one day and it literally said, when you're right, be quiet. When you're wrong, listen. And oftentimes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the verbal ones that's wrong. When you know you're right, you ain't got to argue. You ain't got to fuss. You ain't got to fight because you know for a fact that you are right. And listen, there's eyes, there's ears, there's eyes, little eyes watching everything we do. There's little ears listening to everything we say. So what do we need to do, Apostle Bay? Number one, uh, our next generation need to be one of our priorities. Our next generation, our future generation need to be our next priority. Teach them when they get of age 16, get a job. Teach them how to save money. Teach them the value of money. And when they learn the art of, of, of money and the value of money and how to save money, then you can move it on over to the current uh, thing that's going on with credit cards. And you don't have to worry about them overspending because you listen, you've impacted that into their life. Point number two, teach them spiritually and morally. I think our school systems are doing a wonderful job with the education. But why, why not as a parent, and this is your responsibility, as people of impact, because some of y'all have influence and impact on your children and other people's children, teach them morally, teach them spiritually of the things that they need, of the things that they operate in, and teach them about the things of God, not just the normal things, but teach them about the, the things of God. There was one man in the Bible uh, that the prophet taught him as a young child how to hear the voice of God. We need to teach them how to be sensitive to God. One of the things that I learned as a little boy, when you enter into a house, and this is something I know that people are not teaching. When you enter into a house, take your hat off. It is a level of respect. And I, I've watched videos and I've watched things of people entering into the churches. I, even in funerals, and y'all know I'm in the funeral industry, and I've watched that people enter into funerals, men, and they sit there with the hat on their head. We're not teaching that to that next generation. That is a, it is a, it is a sign of respect for the man of the house. When you enter a man's house, take your hat off. It is a sign of respect. Another thing, a sign of respect of, of never, my dad used to tell me, said, never take the person's last. Never take a person's last. If you ask for something and that person said, well, I just got one. No, don't worry about it. Keep that because I'm not going to take your last. These are some of the things that we need to be teaching, teaching our next generation because one day they will need to implement it. The problem is when we don't teach it, they're left to go out and find solutions on their own. And oftentimes they'll spend a lot of time chasing what I used to hear old folks say, chasing their tail. And they're, they're trying to figure it out on their own and they, they spend a lot of time and they make a whole lot of mistakes. And this is what Joshua, God told Joshua, 
teach it to the next generation so that they will understand. And hopefully they will not have to go through. They will learn that they listened to him and they was able to move forward and accomplish that thing. That water stopped that day and they walked over on dry ground. Just as they did the Red Sea, they walked over on dry ground. Let's invest in our next generation. Let's teach them. Let's let that next generation be our priority. Why? Because it's our future. And our future is at stake. Guys, that's all I have for you today. I pray, listen, that you have a wonderful day. I pray that you have a uh, great and safe 4th of July and uh, continue to be safe. Don't eat too much. And we look forward to you to catch me back on next uh, Monday for another Parliament Report. Until then, shalom and be safe.